Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Got a new announcement, though not what I was expecting or hoping for. Uh, doesn't rule out other stuff, but... No, it does not. And we will certainly discuss that little tidbit of Outrealm Gate fun uh near the end of the show but i think a lot of people were uh well i'll say i was surprised um did not see that coming i don't think anyone predicted it but considering our recent game club and our thoughts um, (laughs) i thought that franchise was well and dead yeah yeah i as soon as the trailer rolled the title i thought oh cool yeah i remember hopefully this is more of an age of calamity and less of a fire definitely looks more of an age of calamity yeah hopefully well we will talk about that and share all our thoughts with what little details were revealed but enough to go on that's for sure running right now though in fire emblem heroes we've got a bunch of banners we've got two weekly revivals running we have weekly weekly revival 42 and weekly revival 9 Uh, we also have of lost kingdoms going into the 16th new power going into the 16th tempest trials going into the 17th Legendary and Mythic Hero Remix going until the 25th. And heading into March, we have Hero Fest until the 1st and Here With Me until the 7th. Eddie, how did you do with your summoning over the last week? Uh, Nothing giant of note. I finally did pull the uh, guaranteed special and ended up getting um, uh, Bridal Juno off there. So, yay, I got a 4-star hero for my free guaranteed 5-star. Um, I did actually dip back into the Hatari banner and grabbed a few spare zanes to give Valentine's Lissa the Dazzling Staff skill. I also ended up giving her a copy of his staff and some additional healing options. Very good. Yes, for me, uh, not much to go on in terms of summoning, but I did get a four-star upgrade Sonya, which uh, is, is not necessarily new, but there it is. I also received a Chrom plus Robin duo in my just ticket summoning on the Valentine's banner. I I, I might spark on this banner depending because I think I'm about halfway through just in terms of like, you know, summoning until I got someone. So I might spark. I've, I've got like 300 orbs. So I'm kind of sitting here like I'm going to be subbing for Fey Pass again at some point in the near future and it'll likely overlap with these banners sticking around. So We'll see what comes of it, but that's currently where I'm at. Not a whole lot of summoning going on. Uh, so yeah. I realize I do have a lot more summoning than I remembered because mm-hmm. I forgot that this is the first week where we fully had the Valentine's banner. I did summon on that and uh, got all the units. Uh, we got, I think I got a Wayne as a four-star and uh, two uh, Lucinas. Uh, Robin female was the lo- uh, one that took the longest. Uh, but I did get all of them on there. You know, I say I'd forgotten that. Yeah, that happened this week. So great. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's been out for about a week and we've had some time with the banner. So that's good. Uh, but there's also some events happening in the next week that we can chat about. Eddie, what do we got coming up? Yes. Starting tomorrow, we have the uh, special hero revival. And that's the 15th of February uh, for the love of a king banner. On the 17th, we have a new skills banner for joint hone skills and a new event, uh, the new Summoner Duels S event launching. 
On the 18th, we have a new Heroes banner and everything that comes with it. Forging bonds, login bonus, with the Grand Hero Battle attached to it coming on the 19th. Uh, we wind the week down with a set of green battle quests on the 20th before a new round of Hall of Forms and the first uh, Special Heroes Special Rate banner uh, as we get the Love Abounds Revival banner on the 21st. Very good. Lots to look forward to. Uh, well, you know, another thing we have to look forward to if you're a Fae Pass subscriber is that available to subscribers starting February 25th, Lucas is wearing some stylish Emblem attire that incorporates black and gold. So if you're a fan of uh, Shadows of Valencia and you want to upgraded Lucas, there you go. He, uh, I mean, you know, it. It's not. It's not a design that like you really want to write home about. I mean, he he's it's 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 Lucas in Emblem armor. Like they don't really they haven't really done a whole lot here. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a nice design and all, but it's not, you know, oh my, that's, you know. But then again, most of them aren't that super amazing. It's a few of them that were a little, not sure rough's the right word, but awkward looking, you know, because the artists put hard work into them, just their faces felt a little off that these resplendent ones really help with. But yeah. Yeah, there are certainly some upgrades for sure that have come along. and uh, But this one, if you're a fan of Lucas, you'll be able to get him on the 25th. But uh, that is not the biggest news we've got this week. I will say about uh, Lucas's new outfit is that his uh, lance looks pretty in- pretty cool and interesting with its rainbow design. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, had, I hadn't popped past the artwork, but oh, yeah, no, that is really cool. It's kind of got like a... Like a like a greenish bluish look to it. No, that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I remember looking at that for the when it first came out, and I thought that was pretty cool. But yes, uh, as you were mentioning, we do have the new Valentine special heroes here with me. As mentioned last week, we have the Awakening theme Day of Devotion banner with the Exalt and his family and two versions of his tactician joining. Uh, first one we have is Lucina, Future Fondness. The daughter of Krom, who came back to the past to save her father, shows up in this banner to make some happy memories with him. In this alt of her is a green axe armor unit, uh, keeping with the obsession with armored units that the Valentine's Day banners have. She wields the Gerbera axe, or Gerbera axe, which gives her speed plus three. If a movement skill is used, it grants neutralizes foes' bonuses during combat, to both units involved, whether it is Lucina or another unit using using the movement skill. And if the foe initiates combat or has more than 75% health, she gets plus 5 to her stats, and she reduces the damage from the foe's first attack during combat by 40%. She has a new skill in the B-slot called Savvy Fighter, and that if the foe initiates combat, it neutralizes guaranteed follow-ups on her foe, uh, or by her foe, and preventing... Uh, in skills that prevent her follow-ups during combat. If she is four or more points faster in speed, she reduces damage from the foe's first attack during combat by 30%. She also comes with her legendary skill, Future Vision, Kestrel Stance, and Attack Defense near save. You know, we were bound to get an Awakening exclusive banner at some point, and it, it feels like we were due up. Um... And I think it, this is a good fit with the Valentine's uh, heroes. And, and obviously you're going to choose Lucina and a lot of these other characters, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that their Valentine's themes are more about parents and children, Awakening is, you know, big on the child units, and of course, Krom and Lucina are going to be the first ones that get a chance. I mean, it's entirely possible if the game goes long enough, we could get a series of Awakening and Fates-themed banners with different sets of parents and children. Unfortunately, unlike some of the other ones, you don't get both parents, just one parent, because the other parent can be random. Or not random, but you decide the other parent most of the time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Do you have a note here about this being the, uh, once again, an armored Valentine's Day banner? Yep, as I mentioned, the armor theme keeps going, and uh, we get another round of the save skills that were introduced on last year's Valentine's banner. I believe uh, this one and Female Robin both have save skills. Well, it's uh, it's always good to have uh, the Valentine's armor units back. Uh, it seems to be a, a trend that keeps on rolling. Yeah, for rolling. whatever reason, they love putting armored units on Valentine's and Christmas. Yeah. Still not entirely sure why, but hey, is what it is. Can't go wrong with more armored units, that's for sure. Uh, well, speaking of which, we've got um, Robin, the tactful deliverer. Uh, the first of two Robins on this banner. Female Robin is ready to impress at the Day of Devotion Festival. Robin is a colorless tome armor unit wielding Achaemenes Furl. Or is that, am I reading that weirdly? Yeah, Furl, okay. That seems good to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, accelerates uh, special trigger, cooldown count minus one. Grants effects based on the number of movement types on the current team, excluding unit. If greater than or equal to one, inflicts attack slash defense slash resistance minus five on foes within three spaces during combat. If greater than or equal to two, reduces damage from foes first attack during combat by 30%. If greater than or equal to three, grants when unit deals damage to foe during combat, restores five HP to unit, triggers even if zero damage is dealt to unit and allies within three spaces of unit during combat. She has a new skill in the C slot called A slash D far save three. If a foe uses bow dagger, magic, or staff and initiates combat against an ally within two spaces of unit, triggers savior on unit. If unit triggers savior, grants attack slash defense plus four during combat. Rounding out her kit is iceberg as a special and even flow or sorry, even follow up three in the B slot. So this unit appeared like correct me if i'm wrong but it appears as though um you you'd want to put her on a team where the rest of the units have the same movement same sorry same type different different movement type different oh oh okay it's unique so if it's all armored all she gets is the attack defense whereas minus five on foes if it's like armored and infantry she gets the reduced damage on top of the uh, uh, stat debuff on the foes and if it's like armored infantry flying you know uh and even you know if it's at least three or more it gives her and allies within three spaces the health regen so you want more you want her on a more diverse team okay that makes sense that's really cool i think that's a that's yep. a really neat skill with her savior skill she actually can be effective because it's a far save she actually can be somewhat effective, even though she's armored and a little slower than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. 
it makes it, it's kind of interesting that they've I know they've included both Robins on the banner, but with one as a you know backup in a duo. But uh, yep. I always like when they include both versions of the Avatar character. Uh, I always think it, it's not easy to do. I know because it's it can get crowded. But I think with the duo heroes, it's a nice touch. And they work well together. So yes, they do. Yeah. Hell, it, uh, based on my game, it was just you know Crom and his brother-in-law. So I married Lissa to male Robin. Oh, that's right for sure. Uh, well, who else do we have here? Yes, we have Owain, Devoted Defender. The son of Lissa joins with his third version, if you count the version of him from Fates in the game. Uh, there might even be two Odins, I can't remember for sure, so it might be his fourth version. Uh, as a Blue Lance Cavalry unit, and is the four-star focus on the banner, he wields P- Piercing Tribute Plus. If the foe initiates combat and has more than 75% health, it grants him Attack Speed Plus 5 and neutralizes effects that guarantee... Foes follows follow up during it. A bit. I'll learn how to talk one of these days, maybe. Uh, neutralize effects that guarantees a foe's follow up attack during combat. As a four star unit, he does not have any new skills, but does come with blue flame, attack speed bond, and wings of mercy. So cool. another uh, four star lance cavalry unit to add to the pool of three or 400 of those that we have. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Leave it to a Wayne to talk a big game and then come in as a four star hero, right? Yep. Yeah. I, um, I, I think like it, it makes sense. Obviously it makes sense to include a Wayne, as you have stated, you know, Lissa being tangentially related to the banner. I'm assuming you would have preferred to see Lissa on the banner and a Wayne in the Tempest trials. Um, I don't necessarily want to like, uh, upset you, but I feel like those are interchangeable. Like you could have put a Wayne in the Tempest Trials and had Lissa on on the banner. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the fact that with the other characters they chose, Lissa was almost guaranteed to be the four star unit if she was on the banner. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of think that maybe her being the Tempest Trial is better because I don't have to spend a crap ton of orbs to get her to plus ten, just a crap ton of grails. True. I mean, I personally would prefer to be a better, you know. A, featured unit five star locked amazing skills but they chose not to do that and the fact that they chose robin and crom as the others on the banner and lucina it kind of makes sense as much as i love lissa she's my favorite character from the game you know she is in popularity far lower than you know robin lucina and crom so yeah 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 well i mean it's nice to see owain in once again, featured on a banner. Uh, as you said, he's been around a while. Everyone's free to their opinions, even if they're wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we will eventually get to uh, the Lissa in the room, but first we've got Krom, fate-defying duo, presenting Krom, the illustrious Prince of Elise, and Robin, his mastermind tactician. Together, they're joining the Day of Devotion festivities. Krom plus Robin is a red bow infantry duo unit wielding Destiny's bow, which accelerates special trigger, cooldown count minus one, is effective against flying and armored foes. If a movement uh, assist skill like reposition, shove, pivot, etc. is used by unit or target's unit during turns one through four, grants special cooldown count minus one to unit and target ally or unit and targeting ally once per turn only. If unit initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally, Grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five to unit during combat. 
and unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. They have a new skill in the A slot called Close Salvo. Unit can counterattack regardless of foe's range. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack plus 5 during combat. But after combat, if unit attacked, deals 5 damage to unit. Their duo skill inflicts attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance minus 5 on unit and allies within two spaces of unit through their next actions and grants grand strategy to those units. Grants the following effect to unit for one turn. Foe cannot make a follow-up attack. Rounding out their kit is to change fate as an assist, dead eye as a special, and at times pulse three in the C slot. So that is Chrom plus Robin on the banner. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, I don't know much about duo heroes. I don't use them a whole lot. I, I feel like the duo skill kind of is something that a lot requires you to be actively playing the game as opposed to you know passively playing with with the uh the auto battle that's kind of how i work my way through the game but mm-hmm. i've always enjoyed you know being able to activate the duo skill and have it and, and actually use it to its benefit but i i just haven't really had the time lately um and i've just i've fallen into that trap of auto battling but it's always fun and i think this one is a really is a really neat one um but uh, yeah, no, I, I did get this character, but I, I don't even think I've done anything with him yet. Uh, I did summon them, but I haven't used them yet. So I don't really have a whole lot else to say other than they, they, they look great. They fit right into the Devotion Day motif. You know, Crom's got his blue on, Robin's got his purple. Yeah, they're a cool kit, kit uh, cool duo. Um, sorry, the duo skill was throwing me off, so I was trying to look at it. Is Grand Strategy just the foe cannot make a follow-up attack? That seems... Uh, no. Grand Strategy grants a bonus to the skills equal to current penalty on each of the stats times two. So, uh, units that last through units next action will remain in effect until the status is neutralized. Oh, I see. It debuffs your units, but the Grand Strategy that it gives them turns those debuffs into essentially the same buff, so... Someone who misses out that the grand strategy is there goes in to attack thinking you're debuffed will get a surprise. Yeah, I missed that in the uh, in the notes there. That's a good that's a good uh, capture. I think it yep. was was hidden. Yeah, I was a bit confused. It's like, why would the dual skill damage you and then do nothing about that <laughs> or not give you a bonus because of that? Yeah. So I was trying to look up. That's why I was slightly distracted while you were discussing them. But no, it's all yeah, good. It's a nice nice uh, design as usual, you know and. Uh, well, you know what? We've been delaying enough. What, what's this last one here that we have to gloss over? Most important character from this whole group with Lissa, Sweet Celebrant. The game finally gives the best character from Awakening a second ult, though yet again they lock her into the armored movement status as Lissa is the Tempest Trial unit as a colorless staff armored unit. She wields the Staff of Tribute Plus, which when she is within three spaces of an ally, it grants her defense res plus six. During combat, and heals her and allies within two spaces for of her for seven hit HP after combat. As a TT unit, she has no new skills, but does have Martyr Plus as her healing skill, Heavenly Light as a special, and Defense Res Ideal and Res Opening. There so, you go. Yep. Yep. So we have yet another uh, uh, alt for Lissa. It only took what five years? Six? Five? Not quite. Not quite close, close because the la- the last alt was 
yeah, the Christmas. First, first Christmas banner. So mm-hmm. just just a, over four years, you know. Well, I look forward to Halloween, uh, Lissa, in the year 2026. So <laughs> Eddie's just like, no, not another four years. Uh, it's crazy to think it has been four years. But yes, we have uh, yet another. I say yet another. We have another uh, Lissa Alt there. And yeah, another healer. Hey. And there you go. Don't, don't worry. There'll be about 10 more uh, Camillas in that time frame. Yeah. Uh, they've held back on the Camillas. I, I feel like they've... Uh, yeah, hopefully they don't feel like they've earned. Okay, now that we haven't done a Camilla in a while, we can uh, we can create new events so we can have more Camillas. I, I'm joking. It's about ten Edelgards that'll pop up because Edelgard has been the new one. <laughs> yes, Edelgard very much has been the new one. Well, there you go. You've got your Lissa, another Lissa in the game, and as you said, you only have to worry about uh, her Grails to max her out. So that's good. Um, moving into the legendary and mythic remix, this is our first legendary remix upgrade banner where they've now added mythic heroes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, the legendary and mythic remix banner launched this week. So we have some new skills for Hrid and air to discuss. Hrid's up first, icy blade. Hrid gains attack slash defense menace to his skill set and gets an upgrade to his legendary skill in the form of freezing seal two which removes the health restriction on the original version and changes the debuff on the foe from attack slash speed minus six to attack slash defense minus seven, while also adding guard to slow their special cooldown and expands the range of the skill to not just affect the foes with the lowest resistance, but any foe within two spaces of them. It seems like a pretty decent upgrade for Hred. Oh yeah. I mean, before he had to have more than 50% health and it, would debuff attack speed minus six uh, only to the foe with the lowest res. Now it's attack defense. So attacking, you know, uh, since he's a physical attacker, giving a better smack on them um, and guard so they can't trigger their special. And then it doesn't just affect the foe with the lowest res, but any foe within two spaces of them. So, you know, th- them and the foes with the two spaces. So, yeah, it's pretty nice deep uh, buff. And, you know, these early legendary and mythic heroes really need these remixes because those, you know, when you really look at those skills, it was trying to limit power early on, but now power has grown so much that they kind of need these boosts a lot of times. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so. exactly. He was due up. As you said, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty stale. He's been around for a while. Yep. Uh, the other one who got the treatment this manner is Air Merciful Death. Air is the first mythic hero and therefore also the first one to get the remix treatment as she gains attack res unity and the prerequisite skills to get it, as well as a boost to her mythic skill in Sparkling Boost Plus, which boosts the healing from the original uh, skill from 10 hit points to 20 hit points for the unit that has taken the most damage, not counting herself. And it also adds in the effect that if at the start of any ally's combat, if their HP is 50% or greater, she grants them res plus 5 during combat. Once again, uh, she does not receive this benefit herself. So our first mythic upgrade. Yep. Got a stat boost for any ally, no matter where they are on the map, as long as they are half health or higher, uh, giving them some defense against ranged uh, or, you know, magic attacks. And then... Doubling the amount of healing she does. That's good. With her skill. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of air. Um, not just yeah. You know, I was gonna make a joke about air, but no, I'm a I'm a big fan of air, the mythic hero. Uh, she is fantastic, and I'm glad that I'm. It it's fitting that she's the the first one to to get the upgrade, being the fact that she is the first mythic hero we ever got. Right? Am I missing? Am I am I skipping a year? Can't remember now. No, nope, the first year was. Uh, year two of the team was the introduction of legendary heroes, and Fjorm and all of them were legendary. And then they decided to try and up their game the next year by adding mythic heroes instead of legendary. And Air was the free mythic hero that year. Right. Well, there you go. Two upgrades, brand new upgrades for you if you're looking to bring Hrid or Air out of retirement. So look forward to that. Um, yeah, Air never really went into retirement for me. Yeah. Do you mean that you just never use them or they've always. Uh, when I do do Ether Rage, she tends to be on most of the groups there. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I use the auto form for Ether Raids and it doesn't seem to put I her do, in... and it usually picks her what as the ones. Maybe it's because I put a bunch of units in the, um, in the uh, barracks, but it tends to pick her. That's good. Among them, especially in seasons where uh, it's light. I think that's what hers color is or her boost is light units or whatever i think so well there you go if you use air in ether raids or what have you you'll be able to have an upgrade for her and um with that we're going to end our fire emblem heroes content and move into the outround gate because yes we've got a topic this week we aren't just checking to see if eddie has found his 3ds by the way have you found your 3ds there eddie i'm just checking whatever are you talking about Okay, we'll check in next week. We'll give you this week off, or partially, I suppose. I guess I already I reminded you of your of your plight to find your 3ds. Yeah, no luck yet. No luck. Well, there you go. Maybe next week I'll give you next week off, and and you'll you'll you won't have to worry about it. Uh, but we do have a brand new Fire Emblem game that was announced as part of the latest Nintendo Direct. Uh, this is Fire Emblem Warriors: Three Hopes, as we were alluding to earlier. Uh, prepare for a different story set in the same universe as Fire Emblem Three Houses with Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude in Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes arriving on Nintendo Switch on June 24th. So we're getting a summer Fire Emblem release. Yep, and it's a new version of Warriors, which, like we mentioned earlier, I'm kind of surprised. I thought the Fire Emblem version of the series was dead, but it definitely looks Age of Calamity style. Uh, but we know very little about this. We saw the we saw the intro video. We saw Claude, Dimitri, and Edelgard fighting. Uh, they are in different. They look different than their uh, either versions of them in game already. Uh, we have no clue when this is set. Uh, it kind of half looks like it might be set during those five years during the time jump in the game. Um, but you know. We see scenes with Adel or Byleth in there, so you know, obviously, if it is set in those five years, it's some kind of alternate universe or alternate uh, timeline type thing. Yeah, where Byleth doesn't get trapped under a stone for a year or five years. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a tough one too, because if it's set within those five years, it's also got to take into effect that it it to me it appears as though all three lords are working together, right? Which was not the case in that five-year gap 
we never see any scenes with them definitely working on the same side. We never yeah. see scenes in maybe you saw them, but uh, we see scenes of like uh, Dimitri and Edelgard fighting face to face. It looks more like them working together, you know, with Claude shooting an arrow in between them. We see, um, you know, Claude and Dimitri working together, surrounded, uh, which would make sense because, you know, Fagelgar is trying to conquer everything. I mean, uh, we see a brief uh, hint of uh, the map, which definitely looks more Age of Calamity like, and talk from Edelgard of having to defeat the Church of Saros, which is what leads me to believe this is that five year time gap. Mm-hmm. You know, Edelgard's on her march. Um, you know, uh, I'm guessing it'll be similar to the Three Houses where you pick your lord and you'll get a story based on which lord you picked. But, you know, like I said, we also see scenes of, uh, we see two, uh, possibly three new characters. There's a red-headed girl running around. Uh, it may have been Monica, but it looked different to me. There's some guy who's we see fighting with Byleth in the cutscene who shatters the... Uh, sword or her sword uh and then on the cover art there's this mysterious kind of godlike figure facing off against sothis on the top so and we see none of the other students you know the only characters we have any confirmation of being playable are the three lords right that is a very good point and you you mentioned the new enemies but i want to i want to touch on your comment about not seeing any other students when I think of Fire Emblem Warriors and I think of what they did with Age of Calamity and how they upgraded the Hyrule Warriors formula, um, I'm not as I'm not as bummed out when when this when this got announced. I was like, okay, yes, I'd prefer a traditional Fire Emblem game, but I did enjoy uh, what I played of Age of Calamity in comparison to the original Warrior Nintendo games. Um, but what has me most excited is being able to play as all of the characters from three houses or what I'm assuming will be most of them, you know? Um, and they're unique too. Like I, again, like you look at what our problems with fire emblem warriors and that you have a bunch of, you know, character copies and yeah, you're going to have that with a majority of the characters, but like their personality is just so much more fleshed out and then they can add that into their kit. And I think that will go a long way to, distance itself from fire emblem warriors i'm not saying i was mad or upset or anything like that but it wasn't what i was expecting and i'm hopeful that Mm. we'll get that but the original hyrule warriors already had the unique sets for everyone whereas fire emblem warriors that came out after it didn't so i hope we get what you're talking about where each character is unique but they've already proven they don't follow that so i'm not sure they will um, I hope they will, but who knows? Um, there's also the, uh, I mean, or they could maybe do what, you know, I was discussing in the original Fire Emblem Warriors, where they make it class-based. Allow the students, like in the original game, to have any class you want to give them, and let each class be unique. Yeah, I mean, it's all speculative at this point, because like you said, we don't we don't have yeah, a we lot of information no to details. go on. We just have this one video, and that's it. Yeah. But I'm like you, I'm also hopeful uh, that this will be more Age of Calamity, less uh, generic warriors. And and I think you can make that you can you can have that hope reinforced just based on the fact that we had Age of Calamity and what they did with 
the whole let's expand upon this universe, which was Breath of the Wild in Age of Calamity's case. But in this case, we're... I mean, this is... It's kind of funny when you look at the rumors, and no one guessed this, uh, or at least that I had seen, in that the rumors were like, okay, it's going to be a follow-up to Three Houses, better graphics, same team, and it, and it really fits because Three Houses uses the Koei Tecmo um, engine for Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, it is made by the same team in the sense that it's Koei Tecmo, um, which were the primary, the, primarily the development team. They may not have been like the story development or characters, but they were they were the development. And it does look, from what we've seen, I mean, it's mostly cutscenes, but it, what, from what we've seen, it looks like a lot. Um, it looks better than what we've seen in Three Houses in terms of the actions of our characters, right? It's it's uh, it's less zoomed out, for example. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to compare them. Yeah. I mean, in three houses, you could zoom down to ground level and see the entire troop of men with them if you had them a battalion assigned and pretty close stuff, you know. Uh, and this is like completely different battle style. So, you know, I did forget to mention we did see a glimpse of Hubert in the trailer as well. Oh, yeah. So he's he's walking around still being a toady to Edelgard. He looks um, he looked different to me. I don't know if that like it's it's Hubert for sure, but he, he looked different. Maybe right. they've done some work. It's uh, it's been a while, and you know, like like he's not in his academy uniform, you know. So, mm-hmm. and if it is like I speculate, at least a good chunk of it set between uh, during the five year gap. I mean, if it's a year or two into it, we could see where he has grown a bit since we last saw him, but hasn't quite reach the point where we see him in the second half of the game so yeah well maybe that's the case i i'm i'm leaning more towards your theory and maybe this is the the in between five years but it's as if something had happened you know byleth ends up sticking around and and i wonder they i i also wonder like you've got these unknown enemies that are popping up and they all look cool i mean although the, the one that i think is on the box art is straight up like another sword user <laughs> so we have yep. that to look forward to um and i'll be honest we don't know what happened during those five years it's entirely possible byleth was up and about because i don't recall for sure if any of the characters actually specifically state you've been missing a full five years but it's also entirely possible yeah we, this is an alternate timeline alternate uni- you know world where you don't get knocked out for five years you get up and go back to the fight right away yeah so and there appears to be you know you have on the box art you have sothis at the very top and then there's someone sort of across from her and i wonder if this is like maybe another god character that they're able to tell like a side story um you know there's been talk of maybe this is this is them dealing with the uh, those who slither in the dark but again that's tough to say in the sense that this is very much uh portraying a time period before the end of three houses so unless unless this is the path where it's like hey you know we're gonna go deal with those who slither in the dark we're not gonna we're not gonna be at all at war like maybe that's what this is it's possible we i mean until we get more details we're never gonna know we can speculate all we want but i mean based on the scenes as some people pointed out it definitely you know 
Edelgard does not have her have Amir, uh, but Claude and Dimitri both have uh, what was it? Felnot and I forget what uh, Dimitri's uh, lance is. Uh, but they have their legendary weapons or whatever, but Edelgard does not. Now, Edelgard's legendary weapon in Three Houses was one that she created, or those who slid in the dark created. It wasn't an actual one. It was a facsimile. So it's entirely, you know, that also leads credence to its in-between, you know, because, you know, Edelgard does not have a mirror, but uh, Dimitri has Eredbar and Claude has Felnot in mm-hmm. those scenes. That's a good point. Yeah. I I mean I like the I my preference is that this is a uh like another path like and I, and I think combining that idea with yours of it being I mean I feel know, like it is almost definitely going to be another path cuz uh I guess spoiler alert if you had not and want to play Age of Calamity that is not what they advertised it originally as, as what happened 100 years ago, but an alternate reality of what happened 100 years ago mm-hmm. because of the whole time-traveling shenanigans uh, from the opening sequence and things going, you know, not happening in the order they uh, happened in Breath of the Wild. So, yeah, it, it most likely is something like that where some something happens that things alter... Uh, even if it is set in the five years between, it's probably not going to be the same five years between as would have happened in any of the three routes. Yeah. And it might show a version where they all end up working together to stop whoever this mysterious other godlike creature is facing off against Sothis or those who slither in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. My other question that pops into my head, and then we can we can move on to we have more details for sure because we are uh, we are we are operating on a trailer and a piece of box art. My question is like, how likely do you think these new heroes appear in Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, considering that they ignore the original Fire Emblem Warriors? It's. <laughs> I think probably pretty likely. Likely that they have them in the game. Eventually, yes. Yeah, I. I mean, I think you're right. As a promotional they're, tool, their new art designs for Three Houses, and oh god, you know, they're yeah. putting this as part of Three Houses characters. So you know, whether the whether when they appear they are labeled as Three Houses or Three Hopes, that I don't know. But you know, in the same way that Age of Calamity is, you know, alternate world, but kind of considered canon. To some degree, I wouldn't be surprised if this is you know alternate world, but kind of considered canon, unlike mm-hmm. Warriors, which was a completely new world, and you know they could safely ignore it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. I feel like we could see this uh, coming to like seeing this come to Fire Emblem Heroes. You know, yeah. Also, the other reasoning behind that is the whole uh, what you call TMS Tokyo Mirage Sessions effect. And yes. that, you know, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was pretty much ignored until they re-released it, and then they put one banner of the characters from it in, you know? And they've ignored it since then, so I'm expecting at least one banner of the characters in from this game coming to the game. Whether 
you know, how deep they go with it, whether they, you know, introduce all these uh, new characters into the game or not. Who knows? I think you're right. I think uh, I think we'll at least get one batch and it will be uh, it'll like I think it'll likely be the new heroes that are introduced in the game. But, you know, never underestimate intelligent systems wanting to release more fire emblem heroes or fire emblem three houses characters into the game i figure we'll get at least one batch of edelgard dimitri and claude you know and <laughs> oh, their yeah. new out, new hairstyles and outfits yeah uh, Byleth doesn't change much ever so we may or may not get a new Byleth. probably a new Byleth and whatever weapon she goes to after uh her sword gets shattered but um you know and maybe a second one with the new characters, but I mean, if they're going to do completely new looks for all uh, twenty-eight plus ca- twenty-eight students, uh, I guess twenty-six or twenty-five that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Are they going to redo all the students essentially because they have shown they're touching up? Well, I guess twenty-four that we haven't seen yet because we did see um, a creepy dude Hubert. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Um, sorry, I just got a laugh because the voice actor is now on Critical Role and he is so different than Hubert. But um, yeah, we've uh, seen Hubert already, but if you know we have 24 characters we haven't seen and unless they decide to not include some characters, I expect all of them to get new looks that look somewhere in between the two versions that we already have. Well, you know what? I'm looking forward to more information on Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, and I doubt we'll have long to wait as uh, it is coming out in just over four months. Assuming it actually comes out, although with Age of Calamity, they got it out in the time frame they said they would, so it probably will. Yeah, I have I have a feeling it will, and uh, but you're right, could be delayed. You never know. So look forward to that game in the coming months. We'll certainly cover it here on the show. Uh, and if you want us to, uh, if you want to, if you want to find more Fire Emblem Heroes content, you can go to gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. There's a good chat in there once it was announced. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes, that is. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Happy summoning.